If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. You know, there's always a point where you wish you could do more. Uh, you're never going to come out of a draft completely satisfied, but this is about as satisfied as we've been with, with that many picks. And um, there are some picks here and there that, you know, maybe we're one or two players away that we would have made like to have. But we feel really good about the players we got and uh, and filled some needs. You know, secondary, linebacker, you know, we're going into a season with some really good depth at, at those positions. And then obviously defensive line and like we said from the beginning, we really wanted to uh, set up the, the front seven for success. Uh, a few picks away, Brent. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor. One pick away. Missed him by that much. I, I was so glad. Oh, yo, you should be. Oh, I was so glad they didn't, be glad they didn't take him. Because you know what I would have going to do. We, we've been playing. I might have shared that what? message. Somebody told, somebody told me, and I think they had good intel on it, too, yeah. that Chenault, was in the mix. I think the other guy, I think when uh, I got the text, it was McKinney was in the mix. Yeah. And also Taylor. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, please don't take Taylor. Yep. If yep. I got to deal with this oh, for the next yeah. however many years, we, please do not we take We were going to have Taylor. the jump around on ready to go when I walked in the door. We were going to put the jump around <laughs> at least once an hour here on the show. I had a lot of ideas. It would be the, the Jonathan Taylor jump around. Every hour until like a happy hour horn, you just play jump around. But unfortunately, Jaguars didn't pull the trigger. The Colts, man, those pesky Colts. Once again, my Achilles heel throughout my entire career, it feels like. Now, you talk about... We'll talk about the AFC South in a little bit. Yeah. But that's a nice pickup for them. Like, if, if Jonathan Taylor's here in Jacksonville, yeah. I got to be honest with you. I, I would have, I, I feel like I would have rather had Swift or Akers in terms of that kind of investment. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have put Taylor near the top. I, I just wouldn't. I, you, I, we talked about this Friday. He, it's a little concerning to me how much he carried the football. Sure. You Same know? thing can be said for Derrick Henry. We see how that panned out for him. I understand, but. Henry is no doubt the exception. Mm. It, it So you're asking to give me another exception. Yeah. I don't like my chances. And uh-huh. Henry, they're different backs anyway, but I mean, Henry is just this uh, man child. I, I just, you know, you wouldn't, ever since he's been in eighth grade, he's uh, the, the guy could run down the highway and get hit by a truck, and I think the truck would take the beating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but Jonathan Taylor does yoga. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it, Brent. Um, so anyway, the I, I'm glad they didn't take him. Okay. For purposes for, uh, sh- for the show or for the team? Just so I wouldn't have to hear from you. Okay, I got you. <laughs> as, as long as you made that clear. Okay, that's fine. All right, so now I've got another thing. <laughs> what do you got now? So, Calevon Chason. Calevon Chason. Put it out there for people to pick his jersey number. Yeah. Oh. 45. Yes. Was it 49? And 52 or 51 and 52? Now I don't even know the options. 52 was in there. 52. 49 was in there. And 45. And 45. And, and, and I, spoiler alert, I, I created five accounts and I voted five times. <laughs> because I'm that passionate about numbers and just the overall flow of a team. And, and go ahead and say what you wanted to say about it. Well, what's up? Why are you shaking your so head? So 45 wins. And I'm he celebrating. He let the people vote. And, and you, I'm celebrating. And you said in the commercial break, like, oh. Thank goodness. Well, now, let's be Thank honest. Thank goodness. 45 Who was cares? losers. Hey, I care, first of all. Number two, uh, 45 was actually losing for a while. 
I think it so was. So you did actually set up these burner it, accounts. Forty nine was forty nine was in the lead for a while, if I'm not mistaken. Listen, Brent, it's all about the flow. It's all about the um, what do they call that? It's 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 the Chinese word. Like when you set up a house, an apartment, it's the feng shui, feng shui if yep. you will. Feng shui. Don't look at Coos for help. Coos did help actually. Though. It's all about the <laughs> feng shui, help. Brent. We're talking it's about the second time you mentioned the Chinese in the last few days. What's wrong too? with that, man? No, I'm just wondering where you're going. Spoiler, I had Chinese food on Sunday too. Anything else? <laughs> so listen, when you have 41 and 45, Brent, coming off the corner. You want to talk about aesthetically pleasing? You cannot beat it. I don't want a 41 and like a 50. No, man. 41, 45, just really wholesome, new, fresh numbers that Jaguars fans can rally behind. I can't get enough of it, man. And I can't wait. I may be, And listen, I know we can't be fans of one of these players. I might be getting a 45 jersey because it's going to look that cool. I can't wait. 41 on one side, 45 on the other side. You know, you can sit here and stare at me like that, and that's fine. I don't care, man, because this isn't for you, okay? You don't understand how team dynamics, how the team numbers work. I do, okay? And I'm here to tell you, I'm here reporting you, spoiler alert, breaking news, this is a good thing. Has anybody ever been 45? That's like, can you remember a 45? Like, I, I thought 52. Moved. Like, I would have, 52 well, would have been. There hasn't been a fullback here in a decade, Brent, so no, I can't imagine a 45. It's a fullback number. <laughs> it is a fullback number. Maybe, was Brock Bowen 45? I, I doubt it. You remember Brock Bowen? Yeah. Brock Bowen, yeah. yeah. His dad was like, whatever, his dad was like Green Beret slash. Yeah, yeah, I that's mean, a yeah. good call. I remember that. N- Navy SEAL. Yeah, with there it. you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's the deal. So they have 41, Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. They have 44, Miles Jack. 45, Caleb on Chase on. Yeah. And 47 for Joe Schober. I love it. I love it, man. That's, that's, that's aesthetically pleasing. That's new. That's fresh. Name, name one other duo right now in the NFL at edge rusher who's 41 and 45. Oh, that's it. You can't do it. I'm not you? sure there's another ah. pass rusher in the NFL that wears 41 or 45. Bro- Brock Bowen was 44. Missed it by that ah. much. Missed it by a Jonathan Taylor. Dang. I would like to know. Somebody tell me who's been a 45 in the Jags uniform. <sighs> Yeah, I can't do it. I'm sorry, I can't. Then, I see, I like that part of it. See, if I'm chasing on him, like I own the number. Like I'm not like like nobody. <laughs> it wasn't funny, C.J. Henderson. Don't worry, I'm not wearing twenty. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah, he said. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, he didn't say no, it in those words, but that's basically what he said. Yeah. But so it's interesting, right? Yeah, yep. You got to be. Those numbers matter. Absolutely, and, man. See, that's what I thought when Ramsey didn't you want twenty three for the whole Jordan jump man thing, or was it twenty one that he wanted for some reason? <sighs> I can't. He remember. wanted one or the other, yep. but he couldn't get it. And then it became available, but then it like selling back your jer- buying back your jerseys and stuff is too big of a deal. Yeah. But see, I kind of liked it for Ramsey because he made twenty a thing. Now, now we wish it wasn't a thing, but at the time it was like, okay, you're you're branding that. Well, well now Chason gets to brand forty five yeah. and, and make it a thing. I think it's a cool idea. I mean, you, I don't know, like, even though I don't understand why forty one and forty five going together looks so it, good. It's, it's so good, and you know what? This, once again, this isn't for you, okay? It's, it really is. It's, it's like TikTok, and it's like Instagram's supposed to be. It's not for you, but even though you find a way, um, I I figured this guy would be forty five. Can you pronounce this name? I'm pretty sure I can pronounce this name because I remember him. Oh, uh, Will Toa Ofu. Something that's not Tui it. Afo- I'm gonna have to call like yeah. Sexton up or something. That's <laughs> that's the only 45 I memory. And, and once again, spoiler alert: he was a fullback here for Jacksonville. Yeah, he was. So that was recent, go. actually. That was 2012, 2013, I think. No, I think it was even more recent than that. No, that it was, was like when 2012. You were there? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we don't have to eat in California. Anyways, um, back to the, the 45 and the 41 thing. I just think it's something fresh and it's something exciting. But hey, 
if you're Chase on, don't put it on Twitter, all right? Don't let the people decide. You you obviously have an idea what number you want to be, okay? So just go with that. And I, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to say there's Twitter um, controversy at work or anything like that, a little slander. But last time I checked, once again, 45 was down a lot, and all of a sudden it came out of nowhere, and he won it. So I really wonder if he – maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars had some kind of influence on that. Maybe they, they bought some of those bots that you can buy from Russia, and maybe they kind of influenced the decision a he little bit. He stuffed the ballot box. Is what exactly. you're saying. But exactly. this was not an easy vote because here's what 20,000 votes. Yes. 45 wins by one percentage point over 52 <sighs> and 49 distant third at 23% of the vote. Oh, so, so 52 is making it. No, you can't see 52. I think Clay Matthews, right? Like you need something new. Isn't Khalil Mack 52? That's that's true as I well. I think Khalil Mack. I'm, I'm, I think Daryl sure Smith. I, not sure I want Clay Matthews over Khalil Mack. But yeah, <laughs> you're absolutely right. That's a little <laughs> aggressive. A little, a little Green Bay yeah, coming out yeah, of Yeah, it is. Uh, all right. Favorite pick of the draft. There's 12 to pick from. Yeah. And there's a lot of fun ones. Yeah. Favorite pick. My favorite pick, hands down, it was the pick that was my number one overall pick at number 20 for your goal at Kawingo mock draft, and that's Chase on. It All right? is. Now, eventually, I'll pronounce his first name, you but gosh, I feel this confident. number really has an influence but on you. But I'm, I'm saying Chase on. Well, listen, I mean, I had this guy over CeeDee Lamb. I had this guy over everybody just because I think with his first step, he gives you a lot of interesting things, especially to the transition to a 3-4 defense. Um, I think he's dynamic. I think he can come in right away and make a difference. So with that being said, and you know, Brent, I'm a little biased. I'm a former defensive end myself. I think Chason is going to be the guy. Once again, I'll start pronouncing his first name when I learn it. Wow, that you went Chason. Caleb on Chason, right? It's really a yeah. cool name. I mean, I if you say it the right way, Caleb on, it's a cool name. Yeah. But uh, we all have to practice it. It's not hard, mm-hmm. uh, yet I keep screwing it up too. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't want to say it that way for some reason. It's easy. Caleb on. Yeah. Caleb on. Yeah. Uh, man, that's interesting. I thought you were going to go Chenault. Yeah. And so I was ready to go in a different way. I got to tell you, I, I have three picks that are fun. Okay. The, the Barch pick is fun. I think uh, the, the Barch pick is fun because of the whole smoothie thing. It's like it's, that was two for me. Not because of the smoothie thing. I mean, he seems like a well, really great guy. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, listen, the biggest knock on him right now is what? He played D3 ball. Right? How can he transition? Yeah, yeah. Like, you, you're gonna, you know, draft a four. Like you always a, have a those question pick. marks. Of course, and I, and I get it. I mean, that's a real problem. I mean, it's a real thing. But I'm reminded of a guy by the name of Ryan Ramchek. Now, if you don't know who Ryan Ramchek is, go ahead and check the 2019 All Pro team. Ryan Ramchek is a All Pro right tackle first team from the New Orleans Saints. Ryan Ramchek played at D3 Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Transferred to Wisconsin for what, what he sat out for one year. Played with Wisconsin Badgers one year, and that was it. And guess what? Was a first round draft pick, and now he's an All Pro player. Not saying that you know this guy can be that. I'm just saying from the standpoint of you know being if you're Ben Bartsch right now. If you can just do what you do, regardless of what the name says or what school they're from, I think he's going to be all right. So I like that pick as well. Yeah, and listen, I like the Colin Johnson pick, too, because it gives him something in the red zone that I might get excited about. I just don't know if it'll pay dividends right away. I, I am going with LaVisca Chenault. I, I don't. I thought I was going to have to go elsewhere. Sure. Uh, those guys would have been in my cat. And Shaq Quarterman, too, is a cool one. We're going to talk to Shaq uh, here. Uh, he's, he'll be on the show. Um, well, I already did the interview, but you'll hear it. Um <laughs> Uh, don't want to misrepresent that, but it is coming up here in a little bit. Yeah. LaVisca Chenault, here's what I like, okay? In this draft class, and we'll talk about this a little bit later because I think um, Doug Marone got defensive about it. He, he got defensive about the character stuff, the Boy Scout stuff, the choir boy stuff. 
Well, yeah. here's where I, I'll, I'll come along with him because there, it, the, the reason why it's a defensive thing, the reason why it's an ask thing here in Jacksonville is because of the Gene Smith mentality. Hmm. The mentality before this regime got here was Gene Smith was picking captains and choir boys and Boy Scouts. And, and they, by the way, not all or everybody. Guys that got arrested in Oakland, <laughs> Wisconsin a week before the draft. They got put in handcuffs and put in a police car. Not everybody. Not everybody. Uh, and that didn't pan out. So people don't yeah. like that, right? Mm-hmm. People don't like that idea. Yet this one to me is so different because you give me – you remember we did our all-alley team, our dark, dark alley team? <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Well, you give me Shaq Quarterman and okay. LaVisca Chennault, okay. and I'll go with you down that alley. They're already in the cut. I mean, I mean we're, we're, we're talking first team O'Alley right now. We haven't seen him play yet. I mean, but okay. those are the kind of guys, right? Well, Brent. Forget about high character. Forget about that kind. Those are the – there's a big difference between, hey, I was team captain at, at you know, the Ivy League school yeah. and different between these guys want to take your head off, but they're still pretty good guys off the field, yeah. and they're all about football. And, yeah. and it's a tough thing to separate, but it says that. The other part of it about Chenault for me is he gives – does he give Jacksonville something that maybe they've never had? Mm-hmm. Like, do, have they had something like this? Now, they've tried some things. Like, I think Maurice Jones-Drew, to a degree, was used in some different ways, you know. But at the end of the day, he was a running back. Mm-hmm. This guy is a toy for Jay Gruden and Gardner Minshew to be able to use. Now, do they use him the right way? We'll see. Yeah. He does a lot of different stuff. So I'm excited about this because you know what? I've been asking for an offense to be dynamic. And when I ask for an offense to be dynamic, what I mean is can you give it some kind of personality and identity? Well, Gardner Minshew has the personality. Mm -hmm. But who's got the identity? Well, this guy might be able to give you a little dynamic nature to your offense, a little personality to your of toughness to your offense and an identity to your offense. I don't know if he will, but he has a chance to be. So I, I'm excited about that pick. It was a really good pick, in my opinion. I know he's going to stay healthy, all that stuff. You know what? Every football player has to stay healthy. It's yeah. a dangerous game. It's a violent game. Hopefully he stays healthy, but he could be really fun. Well, and listen, in terms of work ethic and just, I guess, freakness, we're going we're to make that a verb now, freakness from talking about combine athletes and like draft picks, this guy has that in spades, all right? This guy, Brent, LaVisca Chenault, pronounced your name right. I've been practicing all day. Um, squats over 550 pounds. Unbelievable. Now, here's the thing. I get in terms of weightlifting, like, yeah, some guys are just born naturally strong, right? And some guys can just take this weight and they can lift it for whatever reason because maybe it's in their genetics, it's in their genes, whatever it is. They're strong guys, and there's, you know, some guys that are strong on the football field but not strong, obviously, in the weight room. So I get that translates. But to me, a guy, a wide receiver – that can squat over 500-something pounds tells me one thing. The guy is a workout warrior, okay? The, the guy is a gym rat. And you know who else is a gym rat? Gardner Minshew, okay? Now, I'm not saying gym rats always, you know, translate to being pro bowlers and stars in the NFL, but I'm saying it doesn't hurt, right? Because we talk about the NFL combine all the time and the useless drills, right? And one of those drills is a bench press, all right? You bench press 225 as many times as you can. Now, does that translate to the field? Absolutely not. But the reason why the bench press is so valued to NFL scouts at the combine and at pro days is because if you're a defensive lineman and you can't get over 20, 
it shows that you don't take you know the workouts in the weight room that seriously. If you get 21, 22, yeah, you're probably not going to be the strongest guy, but you know what? It shows that you and you embrace the program. You embrace the weightlifting that university had, and that's what people want to see. So when you have a guy like LaVisca Chenault, who bench or squats over 500-something, benches probably over 300-something, it goes to show you like this guy takes this seriously. Okay, If you have a guy that's willing to spend this much time in the weight room working on his body, working on his craft, what's he going to do when he gets into the NFL locker room? Spoiler alert, probably going to be a guy you want your team around. So that's why, like you said a little bit, I'm intrigued. And no, I don't consider him a choir boy. Like I don't, I don't know, man. Like To me, a choir boy can't kick anybody's ass. Chanel yeah. will kick your ass. Yeah, that's okay? the difference, right? <laughs> yeah. It feels a little different. Yeah. I mean, it feels like – I tried to say it on Twitter over the weekend. It feels way more lunch pail to me than it does Boy Scout, Choir Boy kind of label, yeah. which, by the way, is nothing wrong with that label. It's just in football connotation, it's not a good – it's usually not a good connotation. Yeah. Um, well, let me ask you this question. Would you call Puzz a Boy Scout, a Choir Boy? Probably, you, right? Yeah, because, he would fit into that category. What? If you rub him the wrong way, he's going to put you on your back. Yeah, Okay? Yeah. He's one of the most violent, physical, relentless guys I've ever played with. You could also call him a choir boy. So what? I actually feel like, you know, keep in mind a couple of the high-quality guys they had in, in that locker room over the last few years. Calais missed, Campbell. Calais. Yeah. I thought of Calais. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought of a little bit like an A.J. Boye, right? Mm-hmm. Did everything right. I thought of uh, Puzz. Yeah. And so I think that's what you have to envision a little bit more when those guys – when people are talking about these guys. Now, are they good? We'll find out. But that's more the vision I have. The bottom line is they don't want the drama. And there was so much. Listen, I can tell you, there were times in 2017 when the Jags were playing well on their way to the playoffs. I'd ask someone in that building about Jalen Ramsey, and they would just roll their eyes, Billy. Like, uh. But they were winning games, right? So it doesn't come out. But that just gives you an idea of how long they were dealing with it, day in, day out. Mm. Headache all the time. Not you can have some of those guys. I think you need some of those guys at times, but you can't have too many of those guys. Do they still have some of those guys? Well, we'll see. Does Yannick want to make it a drama this fall? We'll see if he's still on the team. Is Leonard going to be like that occasionally? Maybe we'll see. Mm. But they might not have four guys on each side of the ball like that. I think that's the point. You, to go back to what Caldwell said, and I think it's a true statement. You're not going to have 53 angelic players, right? Yeah, but. You got to be careful how many of the drama guys you bring in. And you know what? Drama doesn't make a guy a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think Jan's a bad guy, but I do think he has a chance to bring some drama with him here to the next few months of this football team. Well, and keep in mind, when you're trying to rebuild a team, when you're essentially starting with a base again and starting from scratch, you want to get good guys, right? You can bring those red flag guys, those rough around the edges guys, when everything's complete. Right now, the Jacksonville Jaguars are starting from scratch. You can't afford to have these low-character type of guys just because you don't need the distractions, right? You need to establish the base first. You need to establish the new culture, the new tradition, and then you build from there. So with that being said, that's what this draft represents right now. This draft represents the new. It it represents the base. It represents represents the blueprints. And then down the line in the next couple years, then you can go after some of the troubled guys a little bit and try to evolve them to your culture. All right. So you have Chase on uh, as your favorite. I do. Of the 12 picks, I have Chenault as my favorite. Uh, what about surprise? Of the 12 picks the Jags made, did anything like say, what are you doing? Like, why? Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the, the surprise to me is going to be the obvious one. It's going to be C.J. Henderson, okay, because – 
Surprised? No, because they they needed a corner, so I can understand that. But of of a reach, like that, that's where it surprises me, right? Like I thought if a corner is going to be taken off the board for the Jacksonville Jaguars, it would come at pick number twenty because we saw a surplus of corners then go towards the the back half of the first round. So I was a little surprised on C.J. Henderson. Um, once again, we'll see what the guys got. He's obviously at an unfair advantage, or, or uh, you know, kind of an unfair thing right now because he's essentially coming in to replace Jalen Ramsey. And I'm glad that he said, and I'm not sure if it was a poke at Jalen Ramsey or not, but I'm glad that C.J. Henderson came out and said he's not wearing 20. That's the last thing you want to do, man, right? Because every time you see number 20 out there, what do you think of? You think of Jalen Ramsey. And if C.J. Henderson, in his very young career, his first couple games, gives up that long ball, whatever it is, and he gets burnt, everyone's going to say, oh, look at that number 20. I remember the old 20 that was over here with Jalen Ramsey. Why can't he be like him? So I think, you know, C.J. Henderson, we'll see what he's got going forward. But I think the reach, obviously, when Kinlaw was there, when you had to address other positions, and the depth, of, obviously, of the cornerback um, class, especially in the later part, Part of the first round, I think C.J. Henderson to me was my biggest shock. All right, uh, I- I'm going with Luton in yeah. the sixth round. You know where you could have tried to take a flyer on a running back or somebody like that. The running back was missing in the class. I I don't get bringing a y- another young quarterback. Now he's a seasoned young quarterback. I mean he's 24 years old. I think he got that six year of eligibility. And there are some people. Go read what like Chris Sims said about him. Go, go. There people, are some people uh, that really like him. him. I know. Big guy. Yeah. Got the arm. He's accurate. I, I have a hard time sitting here saying all the time that the most important position in sports is quarterback. The most underinvested position of a football team usually is quarterback <laughs> because you have one and you're always worrying about hurting his feelings, and then criticizing the football team for taking a six round quarterback. So I'm not piling on that. I even don't pile on, to be honest with you, the Jalen Hurtses and the Jordan Loves. Because, again, you've got to invest in that spot. It's a critical position. Now, you yeah, can but make the arguments. Don't invest with me when Aaron Rodgers' first round, though, right? I, I you understand. Know Listen, you can make the cases on the other one. Do I, I actually think more egregious than the Rodgers one was probably the Jalen Hurts one. In the second round. Yeah, but Brent Carson Wentz has been hurt every single year, though. He has, and they won a Super Bowl because yeah. of, of and, that. So, And by the way, what do you think of the, the GM's – it might have been Peterson, actually, that said this. They're, they're trying to make Philadelphia a quarterback factory. Yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you think about that? Like, I, I think I, he's what? a pompous – Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Shots fired at Doug well, no, Peterson. he is. Yeah, I mean, he is. Here. I mean, I no, listen, you. the guy thinks he's I, – yeah. I do think he thinks that. Yeah, no, okay, but isn't that kind of crazy? I mean – it's crazy for me to think that, right? What you're, you're trying to just turn out quarterbacks and then train them? Like I don't get what the what the quote is. Only one quarterback can play on a field at a time. So to me, you're trying to turn out a quarterback factory. It yeah. just doesn't make any sense. To well, me. listen, it does. Given their history, it makes sense to have a Nick, viable backup. I got you. Right. And yeah. now look at look at every says team. That. James Winston just went to the Saints, man. I Which mean, is, going the greatest quarterbacks of all time, yeah. yet nobody's criticizing them bringing over Jameis on a one-year deal. Yeah, but Why, gonna, because I'm, they didn't spend a draft pick on him? But I'm going to criticize them for signing uh, Taysom Hill to a new deal for $16 million. It seems like a lot. Well, but you talk about investment in a position that is the most important in sports. Yeah. I have a hard time criticizing people. Now, that's a gadget play with Taysom Hill. That's why I would criticize it. Still but I'm not criticizing them bringing in Jameis Winston behind one of the best See, to ever play the game. I'm good, though, because wouldn't you rather just bring in Cam Newton and then you have two birds of one stone? You have a backup quarterback who's played in the division. And number two, you have a backup quarterback who can try to take over some of those Taysom Hill roles a little bit? I guess, but, man, there is not a lot going on with 
Cam Newton, people are, must really still be concerned about his I injuries uh, or whatever. That, because there's that nothing or his Instagram font. No one wants to go through that. No one wants to read that. <laughs> How can you blame him? I know. Uh, it gives me a headache just thinking about it. All right. So here, so the surprise pick for me is is Luton. Yeah. It, because it doesn't I, I'm, do just, I'm just shocked that you get younger in that room. I mean, mm. you couldn't have really less experience in a room in terms of NFL game action mm-hmm. than you have. And I do feel like they're going to end up with Dalton along the way. I still feel that way. Now, this is a nice security blanket. And and by the way, this is why it's also not crazy. is because you just stick him on the practice squad. I mean, you can do that. I mean, he's going to have practice squad eligibility. So it's not going to mess up your roster. I just thought, listen, you could take you could at least take a shot at a running back in that area. I, this one, this move in the sixth round. Had zero chance of helping you this season. I mean, zero. Correct. The running back would at least have like a 10% chance. Sure. <laughs> you know? who, who knows? Maybe you, you get, like, you know, I don't know, like a, just a dynamic guy who no one took a chance on. Maybe he's on the shorter side, whatever it is. But he comes out and he dominates. Like, like an Arian Foster or somebody. Like, who knows, man? But I agree with you there. Because Jake Luton does nothing for you this year. Or is it Jake Luton or Luton? It's a Luton. Luton, I'm sorry. Jake uh, Luton does nothing for you. And uh, keep in mind. I like that other people like him. Yeah, I mean, but... But you spent a fifth round pick on Joshua Dobbs, okay? So that was an investment, number one. Number two, if Gardner Minshew does struggle this year, well, then you kind of solidified him as a backup quarterback for 2021 because you're going to draft somebody in 2021. So to me, yeah, Luton just, he's not a short-term fix, and I don't see him really being a long-term fix either in the grand scheme of things. You know what I thought about real quick on the quarterback front, and I'm going to get way ahead of myself, but let's just play it out, okay? Say Minshew really struggles, mm-hmm. all right? And, he, and so you're not going forward with Minshew after this year. What I wondered, even though they have him under contract, still two more years left on his deal, I wonder if they almost sense like, hey, if it doesn't work out with Minshew, we're going to have to let him ride and go. We're not going to keep him on the roster because of the emotions, of the, whatever, the, mm. the dynamic of it. Because sure. we gave him a chance, it failed, whatever. Uh, I don't know if they think this far ahead, but I was thinking this way because, okay, we go get Trevor Lawrence, say. All right. And their number, they're 2 and 14, and they go get Trevor Lawrence. Well, now you have your backup young guy already on the roster as well that's now here two years, you know, because Dobbs' contract runs out. Yeah. So, you know, or you just you have this guy on the practice squad for a couple of years yeah. and Minshew's your backup. But I almost just wonder if they're concerned about that dynamic. You know, what could, could you have, because I'm going to give you the, the example of it, right? Two, that we have two fresh examples. You couldn't keep Foles on the roster, in many people's opinion, most of that because of the dollars involved. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, I, would the smartest of plays would have been to keep Bortles on the roster? You were still paying his contract. You're paying his contract, but once again, the it just like you know, like the, the locker room and the I don't want to say the optics. I don't. No one cares about the outside the world. Your, but yeah, like the, the, the quarterback dynamic of well, him being in, in the locker room. So. You're right. Now he was here longer, and obviously there was a lot more noise about it. Yeah. But that's my point. Same thing Do, with are they are they saying with Minshew that the optics, the yeah. dynamic of that won't fit very well if he's not going to be the guy going forward? And that's not a knock on him. Mm-hmm. I I don't think it would have been a knock on Bortles to keep. I mean, it was more about. All perception, the outside noise, all that stuff. So I, it crossed my mind. Yeah, I don't know no, if they think about that stuff that far ahead. But, I mean, if this doesn't work, they're going to get a new quarterback, whether in the draft or free agency. And maybe they just say, okay, 
rip up the sixth round experiment with yeah. Gardner Minshew. Well, I'm going to say this, though. It helps Gardner Minshew. So let's say he comes out next year, he doesn't play that well, and he's, he, I guess he's regulated to a backup quarterback spot. It helps because he's still young, though. Like with Blake Bortles, with Nick Foles, they're, they're more experienced, True. right? They're more and established. Costly. Yeah, and costly, obviously. So, you know, I mean, I don't know, speaking of speculations, I think Gardner Minshew could still have the backup role if he does struggle next year and they go after like a guy, obviously like Trevor Lawrence. But you know where I'm going to go. You know, like say say you take this Jake Luton guy or whatever like that, and he is your backup quarterback. Well, if they go get Trevor Lawrence or uh, uh, J.K. Fields, or what, is that J.K. Fields from Justin Ohio? Fields. Justin Fields, thank you, from Ohio State. I like that, but once again, I'm going to say the same thing that I've been campaigning for this offseason. Go get a vet. Go get a guy that your rookie or your yeah. you know, second-year guy can feed off of. That can be learn from. Room. Exactly. So, like, obviously I want Andy Dalton here this year and next year. I'd want an, an older vet as well if you do bring in Trevor Lawrence, somebody like that. I will say this. I don't – again, the Luton pick doesn't do much for me. Yeah. We're asking for surprises, of the, and that was a surprise to me. If Dalton ends up in Jacksonville, I feel a lot better about that room. Like, a lot better. Uh, and by the way, I'm the Dobbs fan. I like Dobbs. I, I don't know how he is, but I'm in his presence. I mean, this guy. You kidding me, man? He's, he's got that connection to NASA for me down the line. I will say this, too. The Astro. Uh, Astro, good call. The, the 20, 24-year-old Luton. Yeah. 20, what is Mitchell now? 24? And yeah. Dobbs might be what? Like 26? Something like that? That is a mature young room, though. Yeah. You know? They're, they're, they feel older than that. True. They, they're smart. They're Joshua Dobbs is 25. 25. So, yep. so it's a young room, but it's a smart and football heavy football IQ room and a mature room. Again, like Luton comes in here. He's not a 20-year-old kid. He's 24. Sure. And he played six years in college. Yeah. So maybe I can get away with it. I still I think I feel so much better if Dalton's back in here as a backup quarterback. I'm with you. All right. When we come back, undrafted free agents have been announced. We'll share them with you. Coming up next, plus our conversation with Shaq Quarterman on the way on ESPN 690. I, I think maybe it's misunderstood of how we feel about the other guys we have in our room besides Leonard and, and Rock and uh, Devine. And those are two guys that as you look down, you start to get into, you know, the fourth, fifth round. You're like, do we like these guys better than Rock and Devine? And the answer was really no. So we felt like we had some guys that could make the team in other positions and come in and help right away and, and knowing that we had those two guys that we really like. Well, like we said, big winners, the depth in that room. Not necessarily Leonard Fournette, but the depth in that room will get a chance. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. Did you see where the uh, odds to win the Super Bowl? The Jags are like the worst, 250 to 1. Let's go over them quick. Uh, I didn't see it. Uh, let me see if I can find it. By the way, I've, I've already put $5,000 on it. For the Jaguars for the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. you've lost your house twice That's over. That's $1.25 million, by the way, coming my way in February. You've lost your house twice over, number Hope one. Hope you guys have fun on the rest of the show. You've lost your house twice over. I'll keep on saying it. And then keep you, it floating. You've lost your house twice over. It's insane. And then you also like the city, Ruth Chris, as well. So where are you pulling this money from? Uh, Loans. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. All right, so here's the favorites to win the Super Bowl. Hit me with it. According to this odd sheet, at least. Chiefs 4-1. to one. Yeah, Makes sense. Obviously. But they ain't repeating, so don't take it. You sure about that? They're not repeating. Okay. Yes, I'm sure about it. Every, uh, uh, everyone's coming back. I don't care. Okay. They're not repeating. Sure. Okay. Ravens, 8-1. to one. Yeah. Not bad money. Do, do you like them to win it or have a chance? 
Oh, they got a chance. Okay. Yeah, I think they got a good football team. Okay. Uh, plus, my man Calais, I'll be rooting for. I might put money on that just to win off Calais. <laughs> That's a good point. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> the Niners, not a chance. They'll go to the Super Bowl again. Mm. No way. Okay. Bucks, get out of here. That's a sucker bet. <laughs> Here's the team to put all the marbles on. First, Throw it on there. First, hit me with the odds and then tell me the team. 13 to 1 odds, which is Saints. pretty decent money. Saints. Let's go, Brent. Let's go right it. now. 13 to 1? I'll take that mm. right now. 13 to 1 odds. 13 to 1. If I was betting on horse racing, I'd take this wow. horse right here. Absolutely. That's a good return on your dollar? Yeah. Absolutely. I'd take it. Seahawks are 15 to 1. Yeah, you know. Packers are 16 to 1. <laughs> who's, who's leading them? Jordan Love? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Eagles are 21 with that pompous Peterson. <laughs> what is it with you and coaches? First Sean Payton last year before the draft, and now we got Peterson. This year I might be rooting for him. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. Patriots are 25 to 1. Is Belichick's dog leading the way? No. <laughs> I, I, I feel better about my I feel better about what I bet you a month ago on this show now than that, I did then. That the Patriots will have more wins than the Jacksonville Jaguars. No, the Jaguars will have more wins than the yeah, Patriots. Yeah. So, yeah, you're you're out of your mind, sir. Yes, you're out of your mind. The Jags will have more win than the New England more wins in 2020 than the New England Patriots. Right. Bill Belichick cannot coexist in the football world if he has a losing record. He like, is just, tanking he, for Trevor. Uh, there's no way. He you're, you're, is you're tanking out of your for mind. Trevor you're to make one more run at it. You're out of your and mind. And to spurn Brady. You're out of your mind. Absolutely happening. You're, you're out of the your Patriots mind. The Patriots are going to go like three. Oh, Brent Martin, no, you are a sick pup, my you friend. You watch. You're a sick pup. You watch. Sick pup. Colts are 25 to 1. Where Where are the Bills? That's all I got right here. Hey, I, I don't I mean, know. They're more than 25 to 1. Bills, come on. It's circle. Buffalo, man. They went four straight years and couldn't win. I'm just saying, man. Bills, you know, I'm just saying. The Panthers, okay, so here are the long shots. This yeah. is what bugs me a little bit. And I understand don't we're tell talking the Panthers about being, go. We're talking about levels of bad. I yeah. get it. All right, so I understand the con- please understand the context. Yep. But this is where the sunshine and rainbows in me comes out. Okay. The Panthers are one twenty-five to one. Now I actually do like what the Panthers. I would take the Panthers over the Jacks. So you're all about the Panthers, but not about the Buffalo Bills. No, 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 no. no. I'm not okay. saying I'd take them to win Super Bowl. I'm just saying I'm doing doing this relative to the Jacks. Okay. Because there's three bottom feeders here in the long shot, and the Panthers are one twenty-five to one. I will say with McCaffrey and even Bridgewater, because people kind of like him and respect him. With Rule coming in, I was a little surprised their number, their odds were so long. Okay. Uh, in Carolina. The Redskins one fifty to one. That makes sense. The Redskins yeah. roster is just not that good. Yeah, unless you're going to win with your defense, but you need a quarterback, sir. And the so. Jaguars. So the Redskins are one fifty to one. The Jaguars are two fifty to one. Wait, so are the Redskins the second to best odds? Second then, to worst. Oh, yeah. second, I guess second to worst. You would say, and then the Jaguars are the worst. That's according to this. Okay, of course. this is Caesar's Sportsbook. All right, that's legit. So interesting. Seriously, that's big, man, that's a big leap from Washington to Jacksonville. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I like I again. I understand we're talking about levels of bad. Yeah, I get it. But we also know the way the NFL. Everybody who thinks the Jaguars are going to pick number one next year, mm-hmm. guess what? I'll make you another bet that the Jaguars don't pick number one next year. <laughs> They're not picking number one next year. They won't. Who, it's not the way. They, look at who's going to be there, Brent. It might be the Redskins. Okay. But then are they taking quarterback? They're going to get rid of Haskins? Yes. Oh, yeah. They're out of there. Okay. They'll be out of there in a hurry. Okay. Because the new regime, they didn't pick them, all that Mm, stuff. All right. 
Anybody else you can picture finishing worse than the Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, I can't really picture a lot. I, I think like those. I I still feel like Cincinnati gets way more love than they probably should. I mean, can Joe Burrow take a snap in the NFL, please, before we give him eight wins? Hey, spoiler alert: they're not taking a quarterback even if they suck this year. They're not. No, yeah. I understand that. But I, I just. What is bad? Like, how many – four and a half is the over-under on the Jags? Mm-hmm. i got to be honest with you. I'd take the over. I'd take the over. See, what I think bad in the NFL, I think 2-14. and 14, I think 1-15. and 15, I think 3-13. and 13. Yep. Look, at Detroit, I don't think, looked that bad this year at times, yet they ended up with three wins. That's it. Yeah. They only had three wins. At times, though, in the first half of the year, like, they didn't feel like a three-win team, did they? Held Patrick Mahomes to his lowest numbers of the season, by the way. Yeah. So, it's it's – I get it. The NFL, it's hard to win games, but it's also hard to lose that many games. I mean, the Jaguars have been putrid so many times, and they still haven't had the number one pick ever. Mm -hmm. So, uh, again, I'll go with the odds here, and I'll say the Jags will not have the number one pick. Now, will they have the ammunition to trade up to number one? No, uh, because I don't think anybody's moving off the number one spot for Trevor Lawrence. We'll talk about that this week. Like, if you look into the future... Because everybody's so hot on, oh, what's going to happen next year now with the Trevor Lawrence stuff? Who's going to get him? Who needs quarterback? You know, like you would say Washington doesn't need him right now. But if they end up number one, they might take him anyway and say, see you later, Haskins. We made a mistake at number seven a couple years ago. I I can easily foresee that. Yeah. I'm just trying to imagine you trying to get in the office every single day without any fingers or toes because you lost them all because you're making all these bad bets. and You don't have any money left. (laughs) That's true. That's a fair point. I can't wait. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Yeah, that's true. I lost the house twice, just, just to let you know. Lost Why the house I, twice. So, I, I just feel like, here's here's my, my take on the Jags. Okay. And this, I can't get over this. This is the Sunshine of Rainbow's take. They didn't lose anything from their offense. Now, what you're telling me is their offense was very good. I understand. But they didn't lose anything, and they still won six games last year. The Chiefs didn't lose anything either, Brent. Well, I know. So why I'm not trying to get the Jags to the Super Bowl here. I know. I'm not getting the Jags to the Super Bowl. I'm saying they don't win the Super Bowl. This again. is all relative. Okay. I just can't imagine the Jags going. A, a guy who's playing his second year, who's playing in the same zip code for the first time since he played at Brandon High School in Brandon, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. You've got Minshew and and Cam and Didi and Fournette playing for their lives. You got a good young player in Chark. You got a new weapon in in Chenault. I have for and a new draft pick really in Josh Oliver, if you think about it that way. Sure. You got a new offensive coordinator. And a line that comes back. Like a lot of people would like a line that comes back. I'm not saying they're great. They're not top five line, but they're also I, I bet they rank ahead of a dozen other offensive lines in the NFL. I think people would sign up for an offensive line that's played together for fifteen games. Mm-hmm. An individual we already know. Like but, Norwell is more well respected than people want to admit. Linder Coming off a nice year. Taylor looks like he's not going, going to trend up. Uh, you know, right guards, whatever. And then the question mark is Cam Robinson. So I just look at their offense and I'm like, okay, if you even have this little bit of faith, just a little bit, like that, that he's average mm-hmm. in Minshew, well, they're going to win six games. But let's be honest, though, Brent, because let's, let's take everything into account what we know right now. We know this year that the offensive last year, the offensive line is coming back, okay? And we know that last year we were not very confident in the standpoint of the offensive line couldn't get a push, right? The running game couldn't get going. Now, maybe you, you go out a shotgun a little more, maybe you got Leonard Fournette back in the backfield instead of, you know, in the I format. Whatever it is, it's going to look different. But once again, you're implementing a new offense, new terminology, new routes, all that stuff, 
and you can't do it right now because guys can't practice. Guys can't go in the stadium, and guys can't run routes and you know get on air and stuff like that. So with that being said, Brent, you're behind the eight ball a little bit in the standpoint of you haven't really installed anything yet. Like it's one thing to yeah to look at it on paper and be like, all right, we got to do this, we got to do that. It's one thing to you know to have Coach Gruden on a Zoom call and be like, all right, I want you to do this, I want you to do that. Okay, got it, Coach. Appreciate it. But it's another thing to do it against opponents. It's another thing to do it with live reps. And right now, the Jacksonville Jaguars can do that. So I don't know how this whole thing is going to pan out, but I'm just saying it takes time to install new philosophy. It takes time to install new offense. The question is, will the Jacksonville Jaguars have that time? By the time week one comes around, will they be ready to go? Yeah, again, these are all valid points. I have a hard time. I he's just—he's on his sunshine and rainbows perch so high. I am. I have a megaphone trying to talk to you, and you can't hear me. Listen, I you can't hear me, bro. I, I have to actually like. I I am so much more optimistic about this Jaguars roster than most people are that I have to even—I'm even trying to level it off. Because do you have a song? You know that song, <laughs> "Walking on Sunshine." Real quick, can you pull that up? Brent, keep talking. You keep going though. I mean, it, I just. Why doesn't anybody believe in Minshew? Like, nationally, they obviously don't. They don't. Everybody believes it. Nobody believes in Minshew. Wait a minute. I saw what happened last year, right? Yeah. He did play just as well as these other quarterbacks around the league. Mm-hmm. Why can't he take a step forward? I'm not telling you he's Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you he's Aaron Rodgers. But why can't I believe that that young man's going to take a step forward and and has a Pro Bowl wide receiver his whole line coming back, yep. a guy that has run in the NFL. Now, yep. I don't know how that's going to work, Yep. but also added a couple weapons, including a guy that I think is better at the offensive coordinator spot than the one he had sure. and Jay Gruden. Why yeah. can't I buy into that a little bit? Keep going, man. It's sounding great. This music's it's, it's the it's a chef's kiss right now. Anything else? Mr. Sunshine and Rainbows, listen, I believe in Gardner Minshew just as much as you do, Brent. And I think well, he I can succeed. Much. Well, I mean, <laughs> but, but he can succeed. But you're crazy to think that in a Jay Gruden offense, you're going to come out right away, and all of a sudden there's going to be this dynamic-looking offense. It takes time to build it up. You're on your Sunshine and Rainbow right now. Kuz, hit pause real quick. Here's Brent Marno. All right, he, he he's on his float, he's on his mountain, call it whatever you want, on his cloud, and he's thinking, well, you know what, we got Gardner Minshew, fact, all right, and he could be the guy going forward, I think so as well. But the problem is, is you're putting way too much stake right now into a landscape that's not there. Kuz, hit the music again, please, hit play. Oh. So yeah, oh, we got Gardner Minshew, fantastic, I'm Brett Marno, check me out. Oh, we got a new offense coming, can't wait, we got dynamic weapons, we got a red zone threat now from Texas, I can't wait, check me out. Oh, Carolina Panthers going to be, no, Jacksonville Jaguars going to the Super Bowl, let me put my money down right now. Sure, I lost two houses, sure, I own Ruth Chris, but you know what, this is my bet of all bets. The Jacksonville Jaguars, the over is what, four and a half? Four and a half. Going to make it a seven or an eight, because Jacksonville's going to be real this year. All right, cool, that's all we need. I kind of like the song, but, yeah, listen. I'm going to tell you that the Jag, my Sunshine and Rainbow's part of the Jags is they have f- their four best players coming back on offense. Okay. Minshew? Yes. Chark? Correct. Linder? Yes. And Fournette? Fournette. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand you're telling me, Brent, you're really going to try to sell me on Linder. Listen, I'm just telling you how it is. I mean, I, I think he Name might have been their fourth else. best guy. Yeah. So they've got them all coming back. And they add a couple pieces around them, and they have actually a tight end room that exists now. 
For yeah. now. Yeah. On yeah. Paper, I mean, listen, I understand this is all on paper. I get <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. But everybody's roster's on paper, man. Everything can change uh, outside of the elite quarterbacks that can overcome everything. Yeah, but, 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 I mean, Kansas City, they have to hope a lot of things stay the same, too, if they want to go to a Super listen, Bowl. Listen, you don't just have to go on paper, though, man. You can go by past history. Josh Oliver hasn't played too many NFL games so far. No. Right? Uh, Tyler Eifert. Has an injury history. He does so, have I mean, a big that's, injury history. That's what I'm going off of as well. Yeah, so that's that's, fair. It's not just paper. Um, and then, I, I so I, I take those four guys coming back and I feel halfway decent uh, about it. I will also say this. I just don't think the ASC South is murderer's row. Hmm. Did anybody get better? Like, the Jags got better than the rest of the division, I thought, this week. And now they had more ways to go. Yeah. No doubt. But does anybody scare you coming out of free agency and the draft in the AFC South? Don't answer that yet because we're going to talk about it on the other side. Mm, shut me off. I uh, like but it, though. That's – keep it up. Because, listen, the Kansas City and listening. the Saints and the yeah. rest of them, they don't matter. Mm. The AFC South is what matters. The Tennessee Titans matter. They do matter. Christian Fulton. <laughs> you saw where he went. Uh, you are it. you afraid of anybody in the AFC South, even if you're the Jags with this – what everybody else wants to say is college roster or whatever. <laughs> Alabama can beat. Can we put like a rainbow filter when Brent talks for his Sunshine and Rainbow segment here for the show on the stream? So if you just joined us, I made, I'm making two big bets. One, the Jags have more wins than the New England Patriots. You lost your house though already, right? And You kind of lost your house though. I don't think the Jags pick in the top five in 2021. And I think Brent's going to lose all his fingers and toes, man. Brent... Uh, Gambling addiction is a real thing. You just, I'm just saying, man. Look into it, okay? When we come Look back to the AFC man. South, my conversation with Shaq Quarterman and more before the uh, the guys <laughs> that hurt knees come and get me. <laughs> Smashing some kneecaps. Let's get it. <laughs> we'll be back on ESPN 690. Everybody, it's Brent Morneau from Action Sports Jacks. There's a good chance you have a smart speaker, so use it with the ESPN 690. Stay up to date on the Jags in all things sports by telling Alexa or Google to play ESPN 690. It's as easy as that. Make sure you listen weekdays 3 until 6 p.m. on ESPN 690. If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. 